1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be part of their world. We are your host, Jared and James, and today we're talking the Lorcana 100. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week we ranked the six inks in order of playability, and this week we have reached 100 days as of this recording until the release of Lorcana. So today we are taking a look back on how we got here and a look forward to see where Lorcana is headed.
2: Yep, and so this is Disney's 100th anniversary and this week is 100 days until Lorcana's release. So we felt it was a good time to regroup, go over what has happened in the world of Lorcana so far and maybe just point to some things that we know are going to come and maybe what we can expect to come uh, over the next few months until the release
1: (laughs) it honestly feels like we've lived a lifetime of memories just since september (laughs) and sometimes we get so caught up in the moment with news and card releases and conventions and so on that we forget all the things that have come before and to be quite honest a lot of people listening to our podcast weren't there from the beginning so We hope that this podcast serves as a good recap for those who've been listening for months and a good starting point for anyone new.
2: All right, so let's get into it. So we're going to kick it off with where Lorcana kicked off the development and where did it come from? And this is kind of the question that's been asked a few times and never really gotten a solid answer um, until uh, about a month ago, actually when one of the Robinsberger's employees in the Lorcon HQ Discord actually mentioned uh, that there was an annual summit in March 2020, where both Robinsberger and Disney reached the conclusion that it would be an exciting new space for both Disney and Robinsberger to explore. Speaking of trading card games. So essentially, it was a combined meeting of the minds. And what came out of it was, let's make a trading card game and so that is essentially the genesis of it and of course there's that um post from someone who worked on it early um on instagram which i think you found earlier today the post from naomi yeah uh, who had worked on it earlier and essentially she said in this post because it was she posted it like the day of d23 expo when it was coming out and she's like this is something i've worked on for i worked on for like two years or however long it was and uh you know, working with Robinsberger has been great and all the Disney people have been great, but that they had to like, in order to get this thing actually happening, required getting approvals from across the Disney company and getting everyone to sign off on it in order just to be able to start actually doing it. Um, so that's something that's interesting that it took them a while just to even be able to get like the A-OK stamp on everything which is crazy.
1: It is crazy. And I just want to read some of her own words from this because it really conveys uh, uh, just how difficult it was. So first she says, after two plus years of working on the project, I'm excited to, you know, share Disney Lorcana. But the part I really wanted to highlight is she says that it felt like an impossible task to even get this concept approved. So I can only imagine what those meetings were like. I'm beyond proud and extremely thankful to have worked with the brilliant, patient and talented teams at Ravensburger to bring this game to life. So she worked on the Disney side of things. um, And she's talking about her experience, getting this up and going with Ravensburger. And she says a huge thank you to all the Disney folks who helped and supported uh, during this journey. So, I mean, just hearing her talk about this and how difficult it was to actually make it happen um kind of tells me like what a big deal this actually was.
2: Yeah, and and it kind of just clues you in that this while this is a Ravensburger product that they have licensed the rights to use Disney stuff from Disney, Disney is not just selling the rights and then being hands off. They are fully involved in this if they, you know, have these people working on it for 2 years at the company to get it up and running and have all the things happening. So This is definitely uh, a labor uh, between two companies, not just one. Um, So what we've learned also since, and we can apply it to what we know of from back then, is uh, Ryan mentioned, I think it was either in an interview or at Gamma Expo, that it took them six months to figure out the inkwell system uh, just to get that part of it down in the designing of the game. Because obviously while they are while people like Naomi behind the scenes are working to get things approved and do all that stuff, they have to be designing the game as well. And so Ryan and Steve and the team were designing this and it took them six months just to get the resource system figured out. That's, that's also crazy. Uh, I, I
1: wonder at what point they were like, this is it. This is the right one. Cause they went through a whole bunch of iterations or maybe they just tried a whole bunch of different ones And then they went back and like, yeah, this one worked best. But in my mind is more like they landed on this one. and Like, yes, this feels right.
2: And how how complete it was and how much they had to fine tune the resources of, you know, when you could look at it, if you could look at it, you know, how many could you ink in one turn? And then going forward, you know, what cards we haven't seen yet that really mess with the inkwell system, except for adding to it. We haven't seen anything being taken away. It's like, do we make anything that takes away from it? So they actually obviously had to do a lot of lot of work early on to figure that out, because obviously that's the foundation of the game is how do you pay for the, to get the cards out? Um, but uh, another clue as to how long everything was, Ryan says that he at D23, which was September 9th, 10th and 11th of 2022, he said they had been making the game for two and a half years, uh, which if you count that, goes right back to about March 2020, when that summit was, when everything got basically running from that point on.
1: Well, I will say this too, I didn't include it in the show notes, but back in the early days when we had a drought of news that we'll talk about here in a little bit, I scraped the internet for every bit of information that I could find. And one of the things, like if you go back to the, as far back as you can go on Google, if you type in Lorcana, at least back when i was looking you can find they actually filed the trademark for Lorcana, probably about in that march 2020 range like i can't remember exactly but you saying that makes that stand out to me
2: yeah and i i did a few searches too and i think in like december of 21 or even earlier in 2022 i do recall people commenting about the trademarks and stuff that disney had filed about Lorcana and they were all kind of like wondering what it would be and trying to wait and see so people knew Lorcana was a thing many months before anybody knew it was a trading card game that robinsberger was producing but you know obviously no one knew exactly what it was because you know the disney ndas were out in force (laughs) yeah i can't imagine keeping this secret But speaking of nobody knowing, uh, we did find out what it was on August 30th, 2022, when the press release dropped from Ravensburger and we found out what Lorcana was and all of the sites. I mean, I did a quick search for August and there was like every single remotely connected game or Disney site did an article on Disney Lorcana coming out with the, the press release information, which was the thing that a lot of us have read multiple times, looking for clues when we didn't have any, uh, you know, featuring comments from Philip Franke and uh, John Balin from Disney, and basically just talking about the game and what it would be. And then we found out that Lorcana would be premiering at D23 Expo in September. And that was a big deal, uh, because we found out that there would be the premiere of seven cards, or said the first seven characters would be revealed. And then we found out they would be on cards, and then we found out you could get the cards. And uh, that was pretty awesome. And then the whole D23 experience from 9-9 to 9 And so you were in the Discord at the time, correct?
1: I wasn't I in the HQ Discord. I was in the other Lorcana Discord at okay. that time.
2: All right. So there was a lot of activity, I'm assuming.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. we were waiting with bated breath for any type of news, any type of information. And I did find myself at that time, like I was so dedicated to this other discord that kind of felt like I was cheating going into the HQ discord, <laughs> but they just had, like they had people there who are sharing pictures. They had people there sharing their experiences and there was just a buzz in the air. That was so hard to describe. Like, it's hard to describe what it was like without being there.
2: Right. And so I was not in either Discord at the time. I actually had been, I had been planning for D23 since I was going. And so I was basically only on the uh, D23 Expo Reddit, keeping up for people that were posting press releases. And that's actually, I think, where I first saw the Lorcona press release was on the D23 Expo Reddit. And then I went looking and found, the Lorconna, uh Reddit so I could keep up with just that as well as all the other D23 stuff I was trying to track. And, uh, you know, looking for the information about, you know, um, if the sets were going to need to be, you know, have to spend money on the sets, if they were giving anything away. And I basically planned my whole D23 around going to the Robinsberger booth every single morning.
1: And, and you talked about the level of excitement after the yeah. press release dropped because d23 was like less than a week or less than two weeks from it was happened
2: yeah it was like nine basically nine days later ten days later right and so
1: those of us who are waiting for this we're just like oh man it's gonna be so like we were looking at the panels that they were gonna have where like they had a games panel and we're like this is for sure where they're gonna like show gameplay they're gonna show us the cards Like, our imaginations were going wild. We were picturing a game with, like, Darth Vader and Mickey Mouse. Um, And I, like, I personally went on to Reddit and the Discord and anywhere I could find, trying to get people who could track down one of these sets for me. And I had three people, three people, James, who said that they would buy me a set of these D23 cards. And so I hoped for sure that one of them would come through. But I think... I mean, we'll talk about this later, but once they saw how much these were selling for, I kissed those dreams goodbye.
2: Yeah. So what we got from the press release and then the information about coming out for D23 was that we were going to be called Lumineers, the people who played the game, that they were going to have a robust organized play program uh, and that they were going to be doing four sets a year. That's the basic information that we had to go. That was about all we had to go on for quite a while, actually. But then let's let's actually get to talking about D23. Uh, so we had, uh, on one of the days, uh, the Disney Lorcana Instagram posted a walkthrough of the booth with uh, Shane. And um, that was pretty cool because, you know, the people that weren't there got to see the booth. Um, we found out, based because they started tweeting on, I think, the 9th, I think might have been one of their very first tweets, but they basically were doing the tweets that we all have come to know and love about how the Mickey promo and the D23 six card set, uh, are not, you know, unique to the convention. You'll be able to get the cards. And, and then of course talking about whether they were available or sold out for the day and those kind of things. And that's mainly what they tweeted for that weekend, uh, except for the walkthrough and the line, uh, the, the showing the line from the last day. But as you mentioned, you had people that may, or may not have been willing and able to get the set but who knows if they were able to and as you mentioned yep. the sets took off the Mickey promo and the six card uh, set that was $50 at the convention took off on the secondary market like a rocket that I honestly don't know if anybody could have predicted that they would do what they did most people me included were thinking that the set with the promo, might get at the very beginning, two to three hundred dollars. Like and wow,
1: you were wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, I was <laughs> right for about three seconds.
2: <laughs> but see, the thing is, is in all the years I've been going to cons, things that are sold as exclusives at, at conventions, they always have this hit right right when they release. People that have to have it first will spend really good money on things. Way over what they actually cost to acquire them and be done with it. And so things go for double or triple or quadruple what they actually sell for. And that's why I thought two or three hundred dollars was going to be really good because that was quadruple or more, right and because it was limited. We knew it was gonna be nine hundred sets. So I'm like, these things have to go for a good amount, but then they'll taper off because almost everything does after a convention. But like later that day, I heard someone talking about how, the mickey was getting like four or five hundred dollars and i'm like that's not true i hadn't looked i had gotten my sets and my promo and i had been just wandering around the convention all day and doing things that i was doing at the convention and i hadn't looked at anything but this, and when i heard this person say that i'm like i'm gonna check it out and i went and looked on ebay and no the the mickey was not getting four or five hundred dollars yet it was getting 150 to 200 and the set was getting like five hundred dollars But even that was like, by the end of that day, was low. Oh, yeah. yeah. These things skyrocketed so fast. It was, I mean, honestly, I think it was unheard of how fast these things skyrocketed. It was just crazy.
1: Well, and I want to circle back to something you said. You said, I went through, I'd got my promo making, I'd got my sets. For me, that was one sign that Ravensburger didn't anticipate how big this game was going to be because that first day... They let people buy two sets of the D23 promos. And then after that, they limited it to one set.
2: Yes. Yeah, once they realized what was happening, they did that. And then on the third day, they had even more of an issue. And with the whole whole thing about the line getting so long and being all the madness about it, they actually did uh, this whole big production when they opened the doors. Because, I mean, like, normally they only have to deal with the pin traders, and that, that's a known quantity, and they know what's happening. But now they had to throw in all of these Lorcana people that basically rivaled the pin traders or exceeded them in, in their, you know, the rush to get things and to line up because they knew there were so many. I mean, some of the pins that they sold right across the way from the Lorcana booth at uh, Mickey's of Glendale pin pin store, some of those pins were only limited to 100. Wow. And, wow. yeah, they're really rare. I mean, but... The thing is, is with Disney pins, they're, and that's why I thought the Lorcana thing was, not necessarily going to do what it did. Was Disney pins are hit and miss, you know? Like I have a limited to three hundred princess pin, that print pin set that, you know, you would think limited to three hundred would be worth a ton of money, but it's barely worth more than like thirty or forty dollars more than it cost. Wow, and you know. It's just random, but there's other pins that are from the same exact show that are exact same rarity, but they have something else on there. I think their dragon pins are worth like twenty times what they cost.
1: Go figure. Go figure. You know? Hey. And it's it's crazy. So I want to ask you a question. You asked me what it was like in the Discord during D twenty three. What was it like on the ground at D twenty three?
2: Uh, Well, it was kind of madness, uh, especially the the second and third days, once everyone kind of figured out what was going on. And more and more people were like, oh, this Lorkana thing is is pretty hot, isn't it? Um, And then the third and final day was the day that I had to get up at like 4 a.m. or whatever it was to get in line. And and I met some people in line that I didn't know. um, And there was about four or five of us who basically just for the, how long was it? Uh, Three, four hours that we waited in line. Four, five, I don't know, five, five to ten, five to nine. Yeah, about four hours for those four hours or so that we waited in line. We we just shared stories and talked and became best friends. It sounds like, you know, yeah, we basically just hung out. And I mean, when when the time came to get in line and some of us were slower than the others, when we got to the line, we all were able to just get right back in line together uh, and managed to get into line, you know, uh, because that line was I mean, it really was crazy. It was one of the craziest lines I've ever seen in how everyone was just like rushing over there and i think that was probably the day where the people trying for pins were probably like yes everybody's going to (laughs) Lorcana."
1: um
2: but no i mean it's d23 expo is crazy anyway for all the disney fans who love to collect all the random different stuff that comes out at d23 expo because it is a Disney fans dream with some of the exclusives and things that you can get there that are just really cool. And this was just another one of them, but it just ended up being way bigger. So yeah, I mean, on the ground, people were very excited for it. And a lot of people were just going through that line just to get the promo, obviously. And, you know, I mean, I saw kids getting handed promos and putting them in their pockets and, you know, just, all kinds of random stuff but you know it's what's going to happen at a convention and i mean people were excited for it and the one thing that i am really sad is that i did not take video of the entire booth um you know i was always just like get through that line get my thing get to the next thing i have to do at the convention i you know no no lollygagging at that convention you can't just sit around and like enjoy (laughs) you can't really sit around and enjoy things unfortunately right
1: right no makes
2: sense but you anyway, had other plans. That was the big, the big thing, the intro, the the premiere, the unveiling of Lorcana to the world. And it was a bang. It was a big splash. And then what happened?
1: It was radio silence for months.
2: Nothing. The news drought, the information drought, the everything drought.
1: And I don't think we really got anything until October.
2: Yeah, we didn't get anything. But
1: but that wasn't even like in an, an official reveal.
2: It was official-ish. I mean, it was it was a panel run by Robinsberger, but it was, it was it was again an industry thing where people were hanging out and someone decided to take pictures of what they were talking about, like one person, right?
1: Yeah, so it was at a, a game festival in Essen called Spiel. And the name of the guy on Instagram, his name is Yellow Geek Bear. And I remember, I remember waking up that morning and looking on Instagram and seeing these pictures of Lorcana. And it had the different ink colors and it had their names on them. And for people who weren't there from the beginning, like people complain about not getting news now, but this was like a big deal for us because we had heard nothing since D23. And if it weren't for this one person who had taken pictures and put them on Instagram, we would not have known. And I've wondered, I'm like, were they testing to see if this news would leak out? Um, Like why wouldn't they share this in an official capacity? I don't know, but it gave us something to talk about at least.
2: Yeah. And we, we, we discussed that for, for however long for weeks and weeks. And then, uh earlier on i mentioned where we got information about there being four sets a year and we got that at the italian i think it was uh show another another industry i think uh in late october a show called luca um and there was an interview with one of the uh european robinsberger employees and he mentioned the four sets a year and the august release uh coming up in 2023 which is the first time we got anything other than fall 2023 yep.
1: Because we were all planning on like, oh, well, technically November's still fall. Right. So we were all like expecting for the worse.
2: That was basically it for all of October was we got the ink names and August release in four sets a year. So basic, I mean, that was not a lot of information for an entire month. Again, nope. new drought. Nope. But finally, in late November, on November 22nd, the Disney Lorcana official accounts woke up
1: yes and
2: we got a generic use your inks to summon glimmers kind of like you know the the whole pr version of you know here's here's how you're going to play this game the in-story version and they posted on november 22nd uh that little thing and then from december 1st through 12th they did individual ink uh posts one for each ink color about like hey you know use amethyst ink to summon glimmers. And then they did like a little picture. They did it on all three social medias, right? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And they did a different picture on each and they kind of rotated which picture would be on each. So like one of them was like the inky field of the color. And another one was just like a picture of the Lorcona logo with the ink color or something like that. But basically it was them just doing some stuff on all the social medias and getting information about each ink out there where we officially got the ink names.
1: Well, and after they shared those images, they didn't they like put the D23 cards with the name of the ink?
2: I think that that might have been it. Yeah, because like side or...
1: I just have to share this experience. So what they were doing was after they revealed the names of the inks, what they did was they're like uh, stitches at Amber uh, Glimmer and he, you know, protects his friends or whatever. But in the middle of this, I actually got a message from the Disney lore Con and social media account. And they're like, hey, we thought it'd be neat if you chose the Glimmer for tomorrow. And like in the discord, this is how crazy we were. People are like, oh, they're revealing the inks in order of like that they appeared in the promo video or they're revealing them in the order of alphabetical order. So <laughs> since they reached out to me and asked i was like you know what i'm gonna say sapphire because it threw a wrench in everybody's plans (laughs) um (laughs) but it was just so fun that they actually like reached out to me and asked me to do that like i was nobody on twitter at that time but uh the fact that they wanted to include the community at that point i thought that was really awesome
2: and then adding to that uh Another smaller account that has been growing and uh, was in on Lorcana early was Knives Nerd Corner. And he actually, in a conversation with them on Twitter, uh, got the information via DM uh, after asking a question about the inks. But he got the information, and Lorcana officially told him that there is a two ink limit in the decks. And that was revealed again through a content creator, not some big, you know, 100,000 subscriber account. It was a little account that had, you know, however many subscribers he had at the time, a brand new uh content creator. And he got that information, which was really cool. That did they you were- watch that yeah. when that happened? Yes. I was, I was, I had long been in the Discord by then. So I was keeping <laughs> up on all the information and I uh, was able to watch that happen and be like, man, this is so cool that this is happening.
1: How awesome was it when Knives, because what he did was he did a premiere. So it wasn't like, oh, I uploaded it and you can watch it now. It was actually like you you do a premiere and then you have to like watch it with a group of people. And everybody in the Discord was there for Knives for this video. Like everybody was supporting him, like commenting. And the fact that Disney Lorcana let, again, like a small content creator like us do something like this was it was one of the coolest things I ever saw. And Knives deserves all the credit in the world because he did so amazing with that video reveal.
2: Yes. And in order to get that information, he asked just the right question that they're like, well, and then they DM'd him the answer. Or the, the <laughs> you know, DM us a question and we'll answer it. So that yes. and he asked just the right question. So that was really cool. So cool. Okay, so we now have a social media that a, a company, you know, that they're doing some information, but none of it's been super new or different it the 2 ink thing was cool but finally december 20th what is this three months over three months after d23 right september october november december december 20th we finally got our first new card revealed well
1: leading up to it they did like little teaser images they're like they zoomed in on little parts, and they're like, it looked like Maleficent, and everybody was making these videos, like, well, maybe it's Scar, and they were like trying the to green.
2: change the sizes because they thought maybe that like one of them was super uh, zoomed in, and one of them was super zoomed out in a corner, and they were moving them around in corners, and a few people got it right, uh, multiple people got it right, so you know, good on them, because I'm like, you know, hey, it's it's green, it's a villain, right? A Disney <laughs> green, it's gonna be a villain same
1: so anyway yeah. that that's uh, that's what was leading up to this card reveal
2: and it was a most gratifying day was the tweet and it was a reveal of dragonfire the the removal card which everybody's like there's actions in the game because it was the first action card
1: it was a big
2: deal it was a very big deal and not only was it a new card it was the first new type of card that we get in the game so they did that and then again quiet for a few days and you know christmas happened and then the morning of the day after christmas they reveal olaf and this was like just this little surprise christmas surprise right after christmas and uh delivering warm hugs to you this winter was on the tweet and it was a reveal of olaf that was an ally so again now we know that they're allies to the main characters and he was a vanilla card which uh, for those of you new to trade card games, me there was no abilities on it except for his basic stats, um, and we got that. And people were talking about it. Of course, every little thing just created this this hours long discussion, and not sometimes days long as people brought back like little bits of of the card or talked about things and and it was really fun being in the Discord uh, and on Twitter talking about things and just going over stuff. And that is how 2022 ended with a total of nine cards and almost no news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a rough year. Like people don't know how long we've been waiting.
2: It, It felt like forever. I mean, it really was two months of nothing, you know, except for little, those two little tidbits from the conventions in Europe. And then... The beginning of 2023 the year of Lorcana. yep and the first thing we get is two weeks in on i think it was on january 17th we got the ign article which is now known as the ign article and that's <laughs> where they revealed uh the let me see here i'm opening it up so i can remember everything that was in there the release date the fact that they would be at gen con uh, some new card images of different characters that we had not seen before. Uh, the fact that it would be released on August 18th in local game stores and September 1st on mass retail pictures of the products, including the gift set and the trove and the packs. And all of this information came out from this article that people picked apart for days about, you know, what does this mean? And, and, and again, With the lack of information, we had to basically take every little detail and every little line and every word choice and investigate it to see if that meant something.
1: We were Uh, so famished for news that, yeah, we dissected everything, every card, every word. Um, But it was just like, it was nice to have this thing that we'd been so hyped for for four months. (laughs) And now we actually had something that we could talk about that was more than just like... Talk about this card for the next two weeks. Like, we had substantial information.
2: And so they started revealing cards semi-regularly at this point. Um, you know, when they... Let me see, I'm trying to find when they actually revealed the next card. But it wasn't very many. Uh, They didn't reveal very many cards. Like, after Olaf, they revealed uh Jumba... Jukuba on January 13th. So right before the IGN article, and then right after the IGN article, they revealed, uh, let me find it here. It wasn't for a while, but February 14th. So again, they didn't really reveal any card specifically on social media until a month later. So, I mean, it was semi-regular card reels, but we got a lot of information. This is when we started to actually get information on a semi-regular basis through the social media team, through conventions through other content creators who got information directly from Lorcana in one way or another like visiting the conventions and getting interviews so well, well not only point,
1: that but but at this point this is when their social media team started really interacting with us on twitter yeah and, and that alone created like such a a stir in the the community because it felt like we were part of it
2: and they were they were replying with like gifts to things and answering like really simple questions or even just like doing the the standard uh, every time someone asked about it like you know we can't we can't talk about that yet or uh, spring this comes you know the rules come out in spring which is you know the most famous thing for the beginning of the year was everybody's like when when does spring when is spring what does spring mean and they even had to they even had to like. Come out and say what spring meant to them, which was the quarter, you know, the the fiscal spring. So April, May, June. Um, but anyway, so information came out from things like the London Toy Fair, January twenty fourth through twenty six, where they had like it was an industry show again. They had a, an NDA that people had to sign in order to go in and talk about the game and get a pamphlet, and they were given the two pins that were given away at D twenty three. The Mickey pin and then the, uh, what is called the media pin, which is just the Lorcana logo. They had them on all new card backs with Mickey and Maleficent. And some of the people walked out with those pins uh, and this pamphlet that no one was allowed to show the inside of. Uh, so everyone was trying to guess what was inside the NDA pamphlet. And then uh, in Nuremberg, another uh, toy fair, another industry show, February 1st through 5th. And they had actual product boxes on display the products that would be coming out like uh, near final versions i think were on display of booster packs the trove the starter decks everything and luckily artem nl from Lorcania.com, was able to go for a day and he was able to get pictures and talk to some of the people like ryan miller and uh, i think he talked to shane as well right
1: shane hartley yeah shane
2: hartley and different shane than did the walkthrough uh, but he was able to then do something, and I think that's actually the video uh, in one of those where Ryan said 200 plus cards per set would be coming out, and we already know they were coming out four times a year, so that means every three months we were going to get 200 plus more cards of Lorkana. Uh Because of the gift box and the information that was on it with clearer pictures, we are able to learn about the fact that there's permanent damage with the damage tokens, we were able to learn that the uh, official win condition was lore. And that's what the pips, which we were calling them pips the whole most of the time, were lore. And that there would be a companion app with no real information about it. But that's all because uh, Artem was able to get a lot of that information. And then being incredibly generous, he shared bits of information with multiple content creators to get it out into the Lorcana world without like, funneling it all through himself or just one other person he was able to share little bits with other people and kind of make it a community event where over the course of a week or so all this information came out from a variety of different av- of, of outlets which was awesome
1: for me that was one of the most generous things I think he could have done because how many people would have seized that opportunity to grow their own like presence right I I probably would have been tempted to do that i Okay, I will say this, like when we were at Gamma, we shared with everybody who was there, like you, me, Lehman, we shared. But if I was there by myself, I wouldn't even think to take that information to other people to share. And I just uh, I still thank Artem to this day for that. That was such a cool experience.
2: That was. And so after that, uh, there was a French convention where the NDA pamphlet reared its ugly head again uh, soon after. But this time, it wasn't apparently nda They were just handing it out to some people, and so someone in the Lorcana Discord, the French version, uh, they got their hands on it and had pictures of it, and then uh, Mushu Report was a- able to get a copy of it and post-, post it on the site and do the translations, and now we know it was in it, which was basically a lot of information about ordering and deadlines and... There was were a, a, some, some good, juicy bits of information in there. Uh, we talked but about it
1: organized play.
2: Right. It wasn't anything really groundbreaking, but it was just more details to add into the overall picture of what we knew of Lorcana at that point in time.
1: And while we're talking about Mushu, let's just give him a shout-out. For those of you who don't know him, most of you probably do, but uh, <laughs> he runs a website called MushuReport.com, and this guy, MushuReports.com, And he is a freaking machine. He has created such a history of Lorcana and the events that have led up to this moment. Like we referenced it a lot, putting the, you referenced it a lot, putting the show together.
2: Yeah, it was, it was one of the many tabs I had open was, was Mushy report just going through the news articles that he had posted, uh, you know, just through the timeline of, okay, this was posted on this day and this was on this day and getting links to the articles And videos and all the different information that had come out over the last now five months. Uh, He started doing it in December of last year. And basically from that point on, anything you need to know about Lorkana, Mushu Report has an article on it. Or as he he runs it as a wiki as well. There's a wiki on there. And the wiki has a bunch of information. Uh, Depends on how you want to search for it. Um, but basically if you want to know something about Lorcana or the history of Lorcana uh how over the last five months, it's all on there. Yeah. Uh so again, as you can tell, we're getting more information at this point. Um, and then the official site started updating in late February and story pages where we find out the story of the game. You know, what are we? We're Illumineers with ink casters and all of that. That all shows up on March 14th. And th- In between that, the ink identity posts start, kicking it off with Amber, Hukuna Matata. The image was real, but not a card. And we know why now, because it's probably going to be a song card. They didn't want to reveal that yet. Uh, But that starts on March 7th and continued one per week until April 10th. So six weeks of ink identity reveals the theme of the ink. You know, Amber wants to be protective and those kinds of things.
1: Oh, it dragged on. And on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in between that, we got articles like the gamer interview with narrative lead Samantha McFerrin and pricing and set to release date information and the Tinkerbell card on Games Radar, and the Trove un- unboxing video on their social medias. And then we got the Gamma uh, tweet that Lorcana would be attending the expo, uh, which happened, uh, let's see, they tweeted it out on March 16th. And we had been behind the scenes uh, trying to figure out rules and spring and what it meant and trying to get, you know, as many tidbits of information as we could to try and put it together. And we basically rolled the dice on Gamma Expo and uh, you got us membership and we decided to go to Gamma Expo. Long before they this tweet ever announced that they would be there, and luckily it paid off.
1: <laughs> well worth it. Well worth it. Well,
2: well worth it. Um, so good job, Jared. Uh, so we got all of this information, and now we're leading up into April. Uh, and and you know the, I feel like at this point. We're getting more and more people are joining Discord and more and more people are following the Disney Lorcana account and more and more people are finding out about the game. But of course, it's still honestly, it's still small-ish because the world of Disney doesn't really know about it yet. But one thing happened that's going to help bring it to the world of Disney, and that is on April 2nd, a Lorcana page got added to shopdisney.com. And that means it's going to be sold to the world on shop disney uh, so that was a big deal and then on april 5th while i was uh trolling the gamma site for information about the expo because we were trying to figure out if they were going to have like a panel or whatever they posted a pdf of the program book and i went through that page by page until i found mm-hmm. an ad for on page 87 i remember still it was page 87
1: yep. It was a big deal.
2: And we found out that there was going to be the first ever gameplay demos at Gamma Expo. And so, yes, the, the, uh, the, the gamble paid off. We were going to get to see the game for the first time, play the game for the first time. At first, we weren't sure what it meant because gameplay demos could be they show you the game or they let you play the game. We didn't know.
1: Oh, I remember we had... Let, it's- we had Stephanie and James on here, and they're like, I'm convinced that they are not going to let you touch the cards.
2: Yeah. And we're like, no, <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> so that was a big deal. But then I think April 10th was a Monday, possibly. They posted the final ink identity tweet, which was Amethyst with Sorcerer Mickey. And everyone's like, yes, you know, Sorcerer Mickey, we finally get the Sorcerer Mickey card. And then mere hours, hour later, the information that someone had an early copy of Game Trade magazine with Lorcana on the cover and some rule information inside and a whole bunch of cards. It's like somebody has copies of this. Somewhere there's pictures. And within hours, high-res pictures were all over. We saw them all. And later that day, within a few hours after that, uh, we got the gamer. Was it the was it the later that day or was it the next day? I think it was so later that, later day, that day. Yep, yep. We got the gamer yep. article that was released with the PDF of both sides of the full Quick Start rules. And rules have been released in spring, as promised. <laughs> now it may have been a little earlier than they wanted because the GTM magazine, the Game Trade magazine, was supposed to come out April twenty sixth. That's what the street date was, but of course subscribers and stores may get it a little early. So it, it obviously showed up a little bit early. We also found out on April 10th that Gala TCG in France would have demonstrations, not playable by attendees, but demonstrations of the game. And that was a couple of days before Gamma Expo. Uh, so April 10th was a really big day. I mean, it was I, I don't know how much work got done in anyone who's a Lorcana fan, because I certainly didn't get a lot of work done that day. <laughs> same, same. We
1: got spoiled that day after all those months of of waiting to have this is like a fire hydrant of information that we got.
2: Yeah. It would have been nice spread out over a few days, but you know, that's what happens, you know.
1: Because at at, at, the, at the Gala convention they also revealed the new cards for steel and sapphire. So we yeah. had the we had the rules, we had new cards, we had new cards with the rules. And we had, what was the other thing? The GTM. I mean, it was just, it was a huge day.
2: So on April 13th, a few days later, comicbook.com had an article with the reveal of the organized play kit. And there was a Polygon article with, again, some of the rules and an interview, a short interview with Ryan. Uh, And then on April 18th, the official site published, I think it's eight videos, the how to play short two, three minute, how to play videos going in sequence of how to play the game basically going over in video form the the quick start rules and then they announced that there would be a twitter q a with ryan and steve uh it was supposed to be on all the social media on facebook and whatnot but it basically was a twitter q a and so on april 20th they spent like two hours ish answering questions and it was a lot of If you go in and look at it, it's a lot of questions. I think report organized everything and and put every question and answer on one of his posts. Um, So you can go find it, but it gave us information about Shift and how that worked because we didn't know how Shift worked. And there was just lots of information in there. So that was really cool. And then as you mentioned, we got new cards at Gala and then we went to Gamma Expo. You can go back, uh, what is it? Two weeks now to our uh, post uh from two weeks ago uh our our podcast and listen to all of our experiences at Gamma if you want to find out much more details about that but suffice to say we got to play the game we got to meet a bunch of people from robinsberger including including the creators ryan miller and steve warner uh it was awesome we got to hang out with liam from the Illumiteers and no uh, this it was awesome and then from that point on nothing there's been nothing.
1: I see that you wrote on here that I, there's been no card reveal since April 10th on their social media page. And it's hard for me to believe that it's been that long. It's been, I mean, today's it's been a month. month. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. been a month. The, we got, uh, obviously, we got a ton of cards at Gala and Gamma. Yep. Uh, and uh, on the different articles that posted, you know, the how to play and the... uh The Organized Play Kit Reveals all had cards on them, so we were able to get information about cards we didn't have as much information on or just all new cards. So we did get a bunch of stuff, but the official releases through Lorcana social media has been non-existent for a month. Now, they did post recently in the last few days, um, on May 5th, they did a Ryan's Designer Diary where he answered a couple of FAQ questions about uh, organized play registration opening soon, which you know, spoiler, it uh, it, it opened today. Um, <laughs> and you know about how the fact that um, they're working to make sure stores get product, and that they have not revealed how many legendaries are in boxes or how many they're making or anything like that, we don't know. Um, and then on May seventh, they tweeted out about GenCon events, or no, GenCon tweeted out about their events, and so events were revealed, and there's going to be tournaments. That's a big deal. We'll talk about that again later, too, in news. Um, And then uh, basically, that's about it. They they tweeted about Gen Con events. They tweeted about organized play uh, for retailers. And that's about it. We've got no new cards. We've got no new information about anything. uh, And that's where we're at. So. You're caught up to date on today. Mm -hmm. So it's been a roller coaster. And you know, it was like it's like a it's like a an avalanche or that that little uh, pebble that starts rolling downhill and just gathers up all of the whatever as it rolls down the hill and becomes a giant boulder. The news has felt like that coming from September. It just felt like you know, just that little leak and a little drip, and then someone starts slowly opening up that faucet, and then on right after gamma, it's like they just turn the faucet back off.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, it does feel like that. So now let's go into what's next. Where do we go from here? So first of all, obviously, we can't guess what they may reveal, right? We don't know. They could reveal a card a day all the way up until Gen Con and not run out of cards. But we have no cards. We don't know what they're going to do. We think they'll reveal more cards. We don't know. What we do know is that As we mentioned, organized play for stores is open today. So get your if you're uh, interested in playing at a store, make sure your store is applying to be an organized play store. That's the main thing. Um, If you want product, make sure you talk to your local game stores about getting on an interest list now and soon when stores find out their allocation, which we talked about in a previous podcast, uh, when they find out how much they're actually going to get based on their orders, you can then place an order for it and... Hopefully you'll get something. Um, but right now, most stores are just doing interest lists and not actually taking any money. Um, I think they're gonna be showing up at some shows, uh, mostly in Europe, right? Yeah,
1: yep, I think so.
2: Like and... UK, I think u k Games Expo in June is one, and maybe some French shows. so yeah. uh, Gen con. that's all we know about really that's that they're gonna be at. And these these conventions is where we have been getting like good tidbits of information. But, you know, unless they actually do that, I mean, we're relying on them to post things on the website or do articles or something.
1: My theory is that the UK Game Expo, that's where we'll get the Ruby Emerald demo deck. Oh, they they revealed the still sapphire at the Gala Convention and they revealed the Amber Amethyst demo deck at Gamma. So I don't know. Fingers crossed
2: that we get a few more cards. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right. Or even just an idea of what this deck is going to look like.
2: But basically, at this point, if you're interested in Arcana, the main things you're going to do is make sure your local game store is interested in it, is going to order it, has ordered it, uh, and if you can get on an interest list or pre-order list to be able to get it when it comes in. Um, And then... Wait. (laughs) Wait.
1: Yeah, because every store is doing it differently. Like even here in Las Vegas, I had a store that was taking pre-orders, say three, four weeks ago, almost. But my main local game store that I want to build my community at, uh, they did not start taking pre-orders until last week. So um, I've been able to put in pre-orders to both places. Um, But I, I know some people, I've talked to some people, like I think the one you're ordering from maybe so that they're not taking pre-orders until a month before.
2: Yeah. So I've talked I think four or five different stores, at least three of them that I'm going to actually be hopefully trying to get product from for sure. One of them, I was first on the interest list. So I'm hoping that I actually get something from them, but I don't know anything except for they'll hopefully call me when they get pre-orders ready. Another one said that they're not going to do pre-orders at all because they have no clue what they're going to get. And they want to make it fair. So basically, it's first come, first serve. Um, and then the final one, which is where I most likely will be also playing the game. Uh, I am on the interest list as well there. Um, and hopefully, we'll get some level of product from them. But honestly, I have no clue as of right now, if I'm even getting any product from any of these stores at all.
1: You will. You have to have faith.
2: Yes, I'm right. sure I'll get something. I know I... I'll get something
1: can i tell you what bothered me about my local game store though i made this whole podcast about how i'm going to build a community at this local game store i went in and i talked to them about how i want to build this community i've been talking to them on facebook messenger anytime any information comes about out about organized play or whatever and guess what they didn't even tell me when pre-orders went live i was so (laughs) upset that i had to like figure this out on my own And luckily I did, and I was able to get some orders in, but geez, I was like, I cannot believe you didn't tell me.
2: Yeah. So basically now that we know that organized play is starting uh, signups, I'm going to go back and and talk to each of those stores uh, and, you know, say, Hey, do you have allocations yet? Do you know what's going on? Are you going to have hosting tournaments? You know, are you signing up? And just, I know one of them definitely is because they've already told us they were at uh, Gamma Expo, and so there I got to meet a couple of them there, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't wait to to have this in the store." So I know that's going to be a, a place where I'm going to be able to play it. But I would also like to find out if the other two are going to do it because you know why not have more options, right? Why not be able to that's play right. it in different places? That's right. Um, so that's mainly the thing: is is get in touch with your local game store, find out what's happening. If you want product, get on a list, or just wait and see what happens uh, when it comes out, and see if you can pick it up. You know, when it's out, it's going to be a little rough at first. It might be pretty, pretty hard to get until it hits mass market on September first, and, and or and or a second wave or third wave starts coming. But you will be able to get it at some point. I don't think it's going to be like consistently sold out for the life of the game. I think you'll be able to get it at some point. So it just depends on your interest level, how how hard you want to go after it. Uh, but talk to your local game store if you're interested in in getting product and or playing there at all um so that will take us all the way up until early august with gen con august 3rd through 6th which is the first time product will be available for sale it'll be the first official tournaments they're small they're like multiple tournaments each day with just a starter deck and it's like 60 people per time that they're going to do like some mystery format uh tournament on sunday with uh, the top eight winners of each previous tournament here's my um, hot
1: take i think that mystery tournament is going to be a multiplayer format because they're be really cool. they're really proud of the fact that they have multiplayer baked into the game that's my hot take That'd be pretty
2: cool but even if it's just a standard one v one it's still going to be pretty cool because there's going to be people who obviously there's going to be someone who wins the tournament right yeah, there's going to be someone be so cool. who can claim that they won the very first ever Lorcana tournament. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. So, we don't know anything about Gen Con except for that. We know that there's demos that you can sign up for. I think you can sign up for the demos, right? Yeah. Because you're going to get it. You have to spend $20 because you're going to get a deck. Yep. Um, that's a guaranteed way to get a deck without having to wait in line.
1: Yep. And for 20 bucks, uh, that's only $3 more than MSRP. So, I think that's not a bad deal.
2: And it's really not even that much more if you count tax, you know. So <laughs> it's true, you know. So it's maybe a buck, a buck fifty more. Uh, but you're also going to get someone teaching you how to play the game if you don't know yet. Uh, and we don't know if they're going to have anything else there. We don't know what products can be for sale. We don't know how limited it's going to be. We just know that they're going to limit it each day, where they're going to make sure they have product available each day. But that's all we know until they reveal more information, which hopefully will come in the in the following months. That's all we know. We know that the game's coming out August eighth. 18th at local game stores only we know that it's coming out september 1st at mass market we know that Lorcana league is the name of the organized play program and now as of today with the registration for retailers we know that melee uh, an online organization that runs tournaments is the one they're running it through Um, and we know that november 17th is the premiere of set two that's crazy. Uh, well, that is right. so crazy. It's this there's year. Been,
1: there's been so much buildup to set one to think that set two is coming out before Thanksgiving. is It right. is. It's, it's kind of mind blowing to me.
2: And we found out that, of course, that the first six sets are going to be revealed are going to be released at local game stores two weeks before mass market. So November 17th for set two at local game stores, December 1st for mass market. And from there, every three months, a new set, and th- that's all we know. That's that's it. We're done. We're yeah. we're up to today. We're we're into the future for the rest of the year at this point, uh, with not tournaments but league play, where the local game store has the the ability to make it a tournament or just a weekly show up and play kind of like a group thing, you know, everyone show up and play, have some fun. We'll give we'll hand out prizes, blah, blah, blah. Or let's make it a tournament because that's what our, 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 the people who play at our store want. Um, that's why you got to check with your local game store to see what they're doing. Uh, and so that's where we are. So what, what, what do you think is coming for what else do you think we can expect to see over the next few months? I think we,
1: and expect to find out more about organized play beyond uh the local level. I think that's the thing that a lot of people are most curious about. But other than but, that I, I, mean, I don't know like I I mean uh, another thing that we're curious about is uh in that article with Samantha McFerrin she talked about and and Ryan Miller talked about this in the Q&A session about how there's an overarching story in the Lorcana sets. And how the first two sets are going to be kind of like basic and introductory. But then by sets three, it's going to move the narrative of the story forward. We're going to learn about Floodborne and why they're Floodborne. And then, like they said, that story would take place over the course of four sets. So then after the first four sets are out, what uh, can we expect a new um, thing that they're going to focus on? Like Floodborne? Like, is there going to be a new gimmick that they're going to focus on? or what's what's going to happen moving forward from there so i mean those are the things that are on my horizon
2: yeah finding out the story of Lorcana is going to be pretty fun because that's not something that they just drop on us and then go forward it's something that has to come out over the course of the life of the game to keep the game the game narrative flowing uh throughout as it's released yeah
1: what about you? Well, is there anything you expect to be revealed?
2: Honestly, I think we're just going to get some card reveals going yeah. forward. Uh, more details about things that we already know basics about, like you mentioned, about organized play, tournaments. Uh, I don't think we're going to find out a ton of information because there's really they're really trying to, it seems to me like they're really trying to keep it simple. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to put out a card game. You're going to be able to play it at your local game store. Have fun. Yeah, I think that's the idea behind it. And more stuff as as it goes forward when they get the idea of you know volume and sales and response and reception, I think that they're going to go forward from there with some of the ideas they may have. But I think they have to wait and just get through this initial set coming out and all of the problems that that has in the trading card game world and all the challenges that are there and just get through that And then from there, they can start talking about a lot of the other things that are being planned. And it's still going to be like every three months, we're going to go through this, you know, card reveals and new stuff and maybe new abilities coming into the game. And that's the kind of thing that is going to keep everyone interested going forward uh, about like, you know, what characters are getting added, you know, are we getting new New uh, franchises added to the game? Are we going to get like six new Mickeys every single set? You know, just people talking about the stuff about the game itself and not worrying so much about, you know, will there be judges? You know, will there be high level tournaments? Will there be more than just local game store league play? All of that stuff we'll find out over time. Uh, so I guess just sit back and enjoy the information we get. So before
1: we move on from this segment, I guess to involve our listeners a little bit more, I just want to ask everybody listening to this podcast, what has been your favorite memory of this ride so far? And what are you looking forward to most?
2: Let us know in the comments or tweet us at, at the citizens of Lorcana on Twitter and Instagram yep. and Facebook.
1: Yes. So that was a fun ride. Um you did a very thorough preparation for that and it was hopefully, fun reliving all those memories.
2: <laughs> hopefully, it wasn't too hopefully it wasn't too boring just uh, going over all the different stuff It's like a telling a story almost hopefully.
1: And yeah, for sure. One of the things we wanted to do is introduce a new segment today and It's a segment for those of us who are new to TCGs, and we had a whole podcast where we covered TCG terms, but we thought, you know, not everybody's going to go back and listen to that. So each week, we are going to have a word of the week for those who might be new or unfamiliar to these words, and we're calling this segment the Lorcana Lexicon, and today we're talking about recursion. James, what is recursion? I'd never heard this word before Captain Hook.
2: I may have heard the word before just you know reading it in novels or something maybe but basically i've never heard it in the tcg world so i had to figure i mean obviously we know what it is based on the act but it's basically an ability on a card that either allows itself to to bring itself back or to bring something else back out of the discard pile the the you know wherever you put cards away in a trading card game the graveyard the discard wherever it may be it allows you to bring stuff back uh so your recursion recur, recurring re reoccurring
1: so for example captain hook captain of the jolly roger when you play him down his ability says that you may draw a cannons from your discard pile that's an example of recursion or hades small hades king of the underworld is that what it is Yeah, yeah, Lord of Uh, the Underworld. Lord of the Underworld, he allows you to draw one glimmer from your discard pile. So these are both examples of recursion. So there's your word, there's your Lorcana lexicon for the day, for the week.
2: That's awesome. I love that. All right. So, as we mentioned, there are two basic cool news bits, which is we got the Gen Con tournaments. We mostly talked about those already. If you need any information, if you're going to Gen Con and you need information about it, just hit up the Gen Con link for the events. Uh, I think actually, uh, Lorcana, Disney Lorcana Twitter, actually tweeted out the link to the Lorcana events. Uh, there's multiple times you can sign up for it. Uh, when does it go live? It goes live on May 21st uh, is at it?
1: noon central. May
2: 21st, noon central. That's when you can sign up. And so obviously, it's going to sell out quick. I think we Actually, all know that it's...
1: I think it's noon Eastern, just because I don't want people to correct me in the comments.
2: Go look it up, and it'll tell you what time it is. And... <laughs> it's noon something. Uh, anyway, we know that this is going to sell out quick. Too many people are interested in this and want to play, and it will go quick, for the, especially for the tournaments. So how do you get into one? Well, pick the one that you think Is going to be the one you can make to make it to the easiest the the best the the cleanest whatever you want to call it the one that you may and make sure you get that one so honestly what i would do i don't know if you can buy multiple times like you hold on it's
1: it's it's killing me listening to you speak right now because i've been doing research on this um The way that it works, what I would advise people right now to do, if you haven't already, is you can add up to 50 events to your wish list. And so you can add all seven of the starter deck uh, tournaments to your wish list. And what happens when event registration goes live on May 21st at noon Eastern is as soon as it goes live, like the button is grayed out right now, but it will ungray out and then you hit submit and then depending on what order you hit submit in that's when you get to choose which events you are in so from what i've been reading online it says that there's up to seven thousand people that are hitting that button at the first second as soon as events go live so you want to be on your computer as soon as you can because yes there's seven tournaments but there's only 60 spots per tournament so that's 420 spots out of 7,000 people who could potentially be trying to register for one of these events.
2: So based on this, you can tell which one of us is going to Gen Con and has done research to find out how to make sure they get their things they want. <laughs> that sounds actually pretty cool, but also sounds like uh, when I do the comic con hotels. Exactly. Yes. Time I am matters.
1: I'm like so stressed out.
2: So obviously this is uh you can tell which one of us is going to Gen Con and uh, did the work to uh, investigate what's going on. I was just I had, going with I standard convention. It. Yeah, you had to. I mean, you just let me talk and be wrong for, for five minutes. Uh, it was but that's killing me standard. waiting for you to finish. It's normal. Well, you can just cut it all out. That's true. you like watching leave it in.
1: <laughs> I'm going to because otherwise people might not understand my outburst there.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's fine. But this is that would be standard way to do it at a convention where it was just like first come first serve. But this whole sign up wish list thing sounds pretty awesome, but also still very stressful. Uh, But yeah, get your wish list set, get your stuff ready, and be on a very good internet connection to see when that button goes live. I don't. Do you have to hit refresh to see it go live? But I'm not sure. You know what?
1: Now that I think about it, when they did the hotel lottery, you did not have to hit refresh. I think it just automatically uh, populates.
2: So basically you have to uh, get some uh, visine for your eyes so you don't have to blink as often and have your finger poised, like have both hands fingers poised over that button to hit the button and just like slam it as soon as you see it. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. And then, so what can happen? So the reason why I said put all seven in is that once your wish list goes through, it will give you the option to sign up for all seven. If you want to sign up for all seven, great. You know, I know some people want to do that, but if you only want one or two, pick the one or two that you want, and then the rest will go back into the system for other people to sign up.
2: There you go. Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd want as many chances to win and get into that top eight so you can go into the final one on Sunday. So if you do want a couple of chances, yeah, sign up for a couple of them. If you just want to roll the dice on one and give other people a chance, sign up for one.
1: We've been waiting for this longer than anybody else, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pulling
2: rank here. <laughs> sign up for all seven. <laughs> if you click fast enough. That's right. All right. So and then today, uh, May 10th, when we're recording this, Disney Lorcana official tweeted out there uh that retailer registration for Disney Lorcana's organized play is now live. You can sign up to join the program at the link. And uh it, it goes to the Disney Lorcana official site, and then it's the organized one. And then for retailers, all the way down at the bottom, there's a sign up here at uh, lorcanaop.com. And that is, again, we mentioned run by a company called Melee. And uh, retailers have a button where they can click on it and go through the process of signing up. Uh, players is coming soon, but you can create a Melee account to get ready for that and be ready to go when whatever they're doing for players is live.
1: Yeah, it's probably not vital that you sign up for an account right now, but it's just exciting to... uh, It it feels like you're progressing towards the game.
2: Yeah. Do all the things as early as possible. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's that's about it. Yep.
1: I think we covered it all.
2: I think we did cover it all. Like, all... (laughs) yep (laughs) okay are you ready for a quiz because it is time for some disney jeopardy
1: i don't know because i gave you a pretty hard quiz last time so i uh, am
2: going to give you five 500 point questions oh boy no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're going to kick it off with for 100 points this is what rapunzel's parents release once a year Entangled. What are lanterns? That is correct. They call them Sky Lanterns, but Lanterns is fine. Alright, for 200. This is who sings Bare Necessities in the Jungle Book.
1: Who is Baloo? And Mowgli.
2: Yes, that is correct. It's Baloo. He's the one who first sings it. Alright. Well, well, your
1: pause there was like... Man, you're forgetting something, so okay okay,
2: <laughs> that was so I could hit the button on the on the success oh. uh, sound there. All right. Oh. for three hundred, which these are the three Disney characters that were used in the recreation of the three musketeers
1: who are Mickey, Donald, and Goofy?
2: Correct. All right. So, you notice how I'm giving you uh questions mostly that are related to Lorcana because we have oh. Musketeer and a Lantern is a pretty cool card in the game. I did. Pretty cool. I'm I'm actually working a little hard at these like I spent like 2 or 3 minutes on these. All right. So, for 400. This is how many brothers Hans has in the movie Frozen.
1: I feel like seven is the total number, but I can't remember if it's seven plus him or if he is part of the seven. But twelve's coming to my mind, too. I'm going to say, what is seven?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually, you had it right for half a second when you said 12 came 12. to mind. It is 12. Dang. So you had the right. You were on the track, but you 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 threw yourself off the track. Changed it. Yep. All right. So, final five hundred point. This one's going to be a toughie. This is the wood that Pinocchio is made of. Are you serious?
1: (laughs) What is? what is oak pine mahogany
2: it's oak you guessed right what oh my gosh (laughs) I cannot believe that so you actually got 4 out of 5 based on a good guess for the final question
1: that was a great guess you didn't even give me any hints
2: I didn't no (laughs) I mean, it's it's you just have to name a wood and hope you guess right out of like the, what, five or so main woods that you know are out there, you know?
1: Well, like, is there wood
2: that's famous for being from France?
1: But I, I couldn't know. think of any. So I was just like, oh, oak?
2: Oak. <laughs> <laughs> but you were right. So awesome. All right. That's it. We made it.
1: That's great. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And as we wrap things up here. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on any of the podcast platforms. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana And James, where
2: can they find you? Uh, You can find me everywhere at Dan Regal. And you can check out GeekShotPhoto.com for photography links and stuff. And the uh, 2023 season season of the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog podcast, SDConcast, is live. Yes. Every Tuesday at six thirty p.m. Pacific, I will be on there co-hosting with special guests and news about Comic Con and all that. So if you're interested at all, go ahead and tune in sometime. If you uh, don't, if you don't
1: catch it live, can you listen to it later?
2: We we leave it up on YouTube and okay. also we have a podcast. You know, listen it for listening on all the podcast things. Just search for SD Concast. Okay. Okay. And also, don't forget to answer the question. What is your? What were the two questions about the history? What was what, the favorite,
1: What's your favorite memory? Leading up and to what, are and what are you looking Yes. Right?
2: Okay. Answer those. And then also let us know if you like the uh, Lorcona Lexicon uh, new feature. Let us know what you think of that. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you next time.
0: Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing sweatshirts jeans dresses jackets and so much more right here in the usa visit american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use code staple 20 at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com promo code staple 20 save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon